Throw out homework, worksheets, ominous buildings, hall passes, herds of students, grades, all of it. What would you build? If you start with the amazing thing that is a young person, how would you honor all of their strengths and abilities? How would you remember that this is about them? If Dewey was right, an education is not preparation for life. Education is life itself. We need to do more than rebuild schooling. We need to rethink living. Welcome to the Education is Life podcast, where we are having honest discussions on the state of education, where it is, where it can be, and all of the stories in between. Today we have Amelia here with us. She was a founding Griffin at Greenfields and spent five years with us before graduating and continuing her journey at a conventional high school. Welcome to Education is Life, Amelia. Thank you. I'm sure tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Um, well, my name is Amelia. I am 15 years old. Uh, I enjoy the arts, singing, acting, painting, baking, stuff like that. <laughs> I, so you started at Greenfields when you were how old? I was nine, I believe. Nine. And uh, you said you're 15 now. So you spent about five years at Greenfields. Mm-hmm. And uh, how would you describe your experience there? Um, my experience at Greenfields was really different from everything else that I've experienced. It was the way that you attacked what you were working on or just went to do something was a lot different than how they would show you to do things at other schools. So how were they different? Um, well, you would attack the thing yourself for once instead of having um, someone else like show you what you're supposed to be doing, give you a worksheet. You'd figure out what you should do and how you're going to do that. So you keep saying using the word attack, which I don't think I've heard very many people use when they talk about their schooling. For lack of a better word, I use the word <laughs> attack. It's like it's something that you have to attack. It's work. <laughs> <laughs> I, so before Greenfields, you were at your neighborhood elementary school. Um, how would you compare your experiences between those two places? Um, don't remember too much about that time, but from what I do remember, um, I know that it was different because a lot of the things were physical, like books or worksheets, like in front of you. Whereas, like at Greenfields, you had a computer and all of the knowledge that you could possibly want was right there. And you didn't have to like go up and grab something or like ask the teacher if they knew this thing, you could find the information yourself. What about uh, projects and that type of thing? Um, Did you do much hands-on stuff at your neighborhood school? I wouldn't say we did too much hands-on stuff. That was my favorite part of um, conventional schools was um, you would have those occasional projects and that was like the best part. But we always had those projects in Greenfields and I think that's what really um, helped me enjoy the experience. You went from a traditional school, moved in, and... uh, you're now attacking the stuff on your own. Was that easier or harder than earlier? I would argue that it's easier because it wasn't as much of trying to figure out those specific things on the page. You could apply your knowledge to different things the way you learned it at Greenfields. And that would give you different problem solving skills and stuff like that. And so I think not only was it easier, it also was more beneficial. What were some of the things that you appreciated about the style of Greenfields versus uh, other schooling? 
I appreciated that it gave you time to figure things out on your own. It wasn't like if you were stuck, you just ask the teacher. It was like, if you're stuck, you have a computer. You have all the knowledge that everybody else has right at your fingertips. Um, you didn't have to ask another person. You could ask a friend if you wanted to. Like Everybody wasn't necessarily working on the same thing. Some people already had learned that subject, and so other people around you could help you. And I think that's what made it really unique. Reminds me of a three before G. Yes. Can you explain what that is? Um, three before G is um, going to find different resources on your own before you go to one of the guides. When I was there, it was Books, Blinks, and Brain, I believe. Books, Blinks, and Brain. So before you go ask a question of an adult who probably isn't going to answer it for you anyway. No. <laughs> um, find what resources you can use, right? So how can you figure out this answer on your own? When, uh, when you did go to a guide, what would they, how would they handle your question? Usually answer it with another question. Um, help you figure out the answer with knowledge that you probably already have. Um, it's like breaking down the problem more. They helped you break it down into smaller pieces, not necessarily just answer your question. What, what else do you, uh, did you like about your time there? Um, I think that the way students interacted with each other is a lot different. People were... I think people are more respectful um, with each other at Greenfields, which was, it was really nice because um, you didn't have to worry about like what somebody would say if you did a certain thing. Like everybody was just like, oh, they're doing that. Okay. Um, But like at conventional school, I feel like people are a lot more like judgmental on what you're doing. Like if you're doing it differently, that's weird. You're like out of place. Um, Whereas at Greenfields, that was kind of embraced and it was like, you should be out of place. Yeah, that's interesting because it tying together the things you said too, where it's like you figure it out on your own, like the learning and academic side. So it's like you bring yourself to the academic piece, um, but it which kind of opens the door for oh, that's just how they do it. Whether that's how you dress, how you wear your hair, um, what music you like, whatever it is, it's a much more inclusive and accepting place. Um, and I think maybe that might be because there wasn't that's something you're used to throughout it. It wasn't just the social side. It was like, oh, this is how you're going to do your project. Oh, this is how you're going to approach that. And because it was how we did work, people started applying it to more things like, oh, nobody's going to tell me that I have to wear this or um, do this thing. Like you could do that thing yourself if you wanted to. But if you didn't, like didn't matter that much to like other people. Uh, what about student governance? Like uh Conventional school, they have student council and those types of things. How would you compare how Greenfields handles student governance? I think student governance at Greenfields is a lot more like student governance than they make it seem at conventional schools. At Greenfields, it's definitely like you're actually like in charge. Like you actually make the decisions with just like adult supervision, make sure nothing goes like chaotically wrong. Um, And you can actually implement the changes yourself and like uh, talk to the student body about like how it is. Whereas at conventional schools, it's definitely turning out to be more of a popularity thing where like if you make it on the council, like they don't meet that often. There's not like that much implementation of like what the students' opinions are um, and like that it's not going to change that much if you're on the student body. Um, so it turns out to be more of a popularity contest. I remember Greenfield started out that way. You remember year one when we were electing our first uh, kind of representatives and that type of thing, like the most popular person was elected. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the next election, that person wasn't elected again. Do you remember this? I do. Um, 
And for that kid, it was like a really kind of holy cow moment. Like, why didn't they? It's people start understanding that they had a lot of power and that's not necessarily the person who they want to give the power to. Like they didn't make the smartest decisions. If you want to have the student opinion to be implemented into the school, you have to find the person that represents your opinion, not just the person that you like or don't like, but is popular. What types of things could the student government do? Like, is it, do they come up with stuff and they just give it to the adults and the adults decide whether to do it or not? Uh, like, what are the types of things that... To be honest, I'm not quite sure what they do because I, I've known people who were on and they never said a word about anything. I'm not even sure, like, how... Say it was an email communication that they had or what exactly... I think they were meant to bring a student opinion, but... Because at the school, it's more adult run. The students don't feel as their opinions aren't, it's not going to contribute that much. So a conventional school, you get elected because you're popular and... Sit there. You sit there (laughs) and uh, try to get something to happen, but, or maybe you don't. And you Mm -hmm. just, because you won the election, yay, yay me. Yeah. And then go back to campaigning. Sounds like our current political system. (laughs) It does. We campaign all the time. Uh, What were some of the changes that you brought about at Greenfields that were impactful? I mean, I think I definitely had a very unique role because of relationships with people. And I think I did contribute smaller things and that ended up building into a bigger thing. Um, I took more leadership roles, like um, being in charge of like um, our student improvement lunches or um, student improvement meetings or just like writing down meeting notes and like, even though it's not like big right there in front of you, it adds up. And I think I contributed more on that back end, I guess. Keeping everything organized and in line and mm-hmm. making sure that things happened. Um, what were some of the things about Greenfields that you found to be difficult or hard? Um, you're definitely like, depending on how integrated, not necessarily integrated. I think that's a poor choice of words. Um, how I think it's more challenging the more of yourself you put in the school. So like if you're going to go and contribute your leadership, your ideas, it takes more of your energy. The way that you have relations with other people like introverted and extroverted, I think definitely affects like how challenging the school is. I think at public school, it's more extroverted in the way where like you talk to people where at um, Greenfields, it was more extroverted in the way where like you are around people and you're like discussing, you're having like um, discussions and like real life like topics. You're talking about like how you want to improve what's happening. And I think that's a lot more, um, it takes a lot more work than just having a random conversation with a friend. There are so many ways to be able to contribute that it can become a bit overwhelming. If you over contribute. If you over contribute or over commit, right? That's kind of a life lesson too, right? Yes. Learning when to say no and when mm-hmm. to say yes. What type of people do you think would thrive at Greenfields? I think the people that would thrive at Greenfields are the people that um, believe that at conventional school, that it was either too easy or too difficult or something just felt off. They wanted to be able to contribute more to the school. Um, and they can't because in a position that you're in as the child, the adult just has more power at those schools. Um, and so if you wanted to make a change, it, it was a lot more difficult. 
And so people who are at their head or people who are struggling, um, what about the people who kind of are in the middle and everything's is like Goldilocks? I think I was in the middle. I wasn't that far ahead, but I wasn't behind. And I came in and I was able to figure out like um, what speed I wanted to work at. And that was actually really helpful because at conventional schools, the speed is set for you. You're working on this thing on this day, this unit, this semester. Um, whereas Greenfields, it's like um, six weeks. Here you go. What are you going to do? And so I found that I completed a lot more work that way. And I ended up being ahead by the time I um, graduated. So. so it sounds like even for people who are kind of like in the middle. So in the end, what you're saying is people who are ahead, people are in the middle, and people who are behind could all thrive there. Mm-hmm. Who's, who struggles at Greenfields? Um, I'd say those who struggle are people who struggle with um, a lot of contact with other people, like um, people who have a hard time with constructive criticism, or those who find it difficult to be working with people who are at different paces. Because not everyone you're asking a question to is going to know the answer. And if that gets frustrating for you, it's probably not the place for you. What are, what are, what's one of your favorite memories from your time there? Oh, it's difficult. Um, uh, I don't know. A lot of the projects, like a lot of what happens during projects are my favorite memories. Um, the business fair that we have every year typically has some of my favorite memories in it. Like just being able to like for six weeks, just run this little like one time business is really nice. Cause if you don't want to have a commitment to it, it's just like this one thing, like, Oh, if you like doing this, like, why don't you just make this and like sell it to people? And that's it. It's like lemonade stands that kids run out front. It's like, if you want to keep it going, you can, but you don't have to. What were some of the businesses that you ran? I made coasters. Um, I made uh, handmade mugs. They had like, um, like quotes on it or drawings. Um, I made macarons. I baked um, macarons with my friend one year. So if you like what you're hearing or you don't and you want to come on and talk about it, go ahead and visit uh, greenfieldsacademy.com and, uh, and let us know that you want to be on the podcast and you, you want your opinion to be heard. I'd love to hear from you. Was it the monster? Oh, I made backpacks that were like monster themed. Those are fun. I remember those. Um, what do you miss the most about Greenfields? Um, like I said this earlier, but I really do miss the projects. Just having something to focus on for six weeks. I'm like, I, I don't even know if it's necessarily projects, but the idea of six weeks on and then having a short little break where you can just refresh and like reset your state of mind to work on a new thing instead of like after like a unit that I have at school and like all the units are different for each of the classes. And so like you'll finish one unit in one class like on a certain day and then like four days later, this unit in another class you finish. And it's not like everything is done at one point, which is kind of frustrating. I wish it all just finished. Does it feel kind of like a treadmill where it's like something's always coming and you got to just keep moving Mm -hmm. and and going? That's one of the things I do like about the schedule where it's like similar to software design. It's like, all right, we're going to make a sprint. We're going to take five, six weeks and we're going to run at this thing. Mm Going to give it everything. We're going to do a big exhibition and then we're going to... Take a break, recharge, come back in a week, and uh, and go at it again. And I think because of just how my personality is, that was really helpful because spending so much time with people and committing to things and just doing all this work for like six weeks is can be a lot. And having a week off was really beneficial.
yeah, that last week can get stressful. It's quite a stressful week. Um, I've reading recently about different types of stress, right? And there's like the positive stress, which I like to think is what most of it around exhibition was, where it's a, you're worrying about how well you're going to do, how can I make it better? Am I going to get it done? All those types of things. Improve. Right. Versus like, uh, sometimes I worry that we put too much stress on about worrying about other people and worrying about things that are outside of your control. And I think that depending on how, like what stress you feel more, like, like the type of person that you are, if you think more about what's going on with other people, that last week is going to be really, really difficult for you. And I know quite a few people who had that and like you try and like focus on like this is my project. Just so last week, finish it up. I'm going to present it this one time and that's it. You're done. But it's really hard to focus on that if what you're thinking about is other people. Yeah. So we have feedback loops, right? So you are hearing from other people and they're giving you feedback. Um, how, do, how would that differ from worrying about other people? When you're worried about other people, it's like a different kind for you. Like you can be worried about how well you're doing or if something that you're doing is not good enough. But when it's about somebody else, it's like you can't do like you can do so much more with yourself than you can do with another person. Like you can't just change it up for that other person. They have to want to do that themselves. And to get them to want to do that themselves is not something that's necessarily in your control. That's fair. And so then uh, you went through eighth grade at Greenfields, which is all that we had then, all that we have today even. Uh, next year, we'll be adding the high school programming. Um, so now you've moved on to a more conventional high school program. It's a what they call a selective enrollment program here in the city of Chicago. Um, how would you compare what you were doing at Greenfields to what conventional high school is like? Um, what else? It was... It was a big change. Um, it wasn't super stressful because for me, the commitments that I had at Greenfields, like not having those anymore, relieved stress. And so going into it, more of the stress was like, I have a lunch period and it's not a discussion. Like, who am I going to sit with? Who am I going to talk to? Or like during class, if you have like five minutes before class, what are you going to do? You're just going to just like sit there on your phone? Um and it's like, it's a different kind of stress where it's like, what am, what am I supposed to do now? Um, where at Greenfields, you were usually always doing something. There was always something to be done mm-hmm. right? you weren't waiting for someone to tell you what to do. Yeah. Um, what about uh, the class experience itself? Um, the class experience at Greenfields was definitely more like comfortable, like the space around you, like there was, the tables were like oddly shaped. You could sit like next to three other people or like four other people, somebody at the other side of the table, or like you could sit on a comfortable chair, a beanbag, the floor, like you could lay on the floor and work. But at school, you're on these desks that they're all the same in each of the classics, except for like some of the more hands-on classes like biology, but you're in this desk and there's this metal bar that's like poking at your side. (laughs) I've torn (laughs) holes in some pants, Um, but it's just, and then like, um, public schools are so much bigger. There's so many more people, there's more problems that could happen. And so you're also worrying about that. Like if something bad happens, what are you going to do? Are you going to, which door are you going to run out? Like, it's like, it's not only the concern of like how comfortable you are sitting down physically, but it's like something happens. What are you supposed to do? Is something happening something that you worry about? Sometimes. 
if um, something is going around around the school and we're in school, I'm like, if that comes into our school, then you got a problem. There's my school is very big. And so there's so many people there. They can't keep track of everyone. And so something's going to go wrong. I think that's one of the saddest parts about your generation right now is the amount of fear that you have to live through in childhood. Um, the number one uh, fear of people aged, I think it was 13 to 21, is that they were going to be shot at school. And it is a big concern. A lot of people have it. Which it's is just, just, it's we shouldn't have it, but it's going to be there in our generation. And it's not fun to have. Like, I personally don't like thinking about that during my class when I'm supposed to be focusing on, like, analyzing Shakespeare. But it's, it is what it is. Is that something that you worried about at Greenfields? No, I wouldn't say nearly as often because the environment felt a lot safer. Everybody was generally in a more positive mood. We weren't worried about like, I know at like public schools, like there's like that one person that you're a bit concerned about, like you should probably go talk to them, make sure they're doing okay and nothing bad happens. Where at Greenfields, everybody knew everyone. You were like, oh, if this person's feeling down, you know exactly what to do to like help them out. But like, you don't know everyone at public schools and it just was more difficult to like figure out what to do for that person. Yeah. So a lot, a lot going on there. And I love the fact that you're not avoiding the person who seems like they need help, but you're reaching out and making sure they have what they need. I think that's something really important. Um, how did Greenfields prepare you for high school? Um, in a sense, Greenfields did over-prepare me. I felt like I was ahead in academic skills. Most of the first semester, um, getting grades like over 90s was relatively easy. Um, and I felt like my the way that I handled situations was different than how other people handled situations because of the way that I was raised at Greenfields. Um, I like the way I grew up because I spent five years there. And that was in like the five years where like something's going to, if something happens, that's going to impact like who you are. Um, and so like the way I handle situations, solve problems, talk to people, talk to adults. Um, it's just a lot different than what I notice happens with my peers. Um, and I try not to lose that skill, um, in whatever's happening around me. Um, so I think Greenfield's prepare me for communications. Yeah, that, that is one of my concerns is like how sticky are the greenfield skills as you move into other environments, especially where the social pressure can get to be greater. And it's like, oh, I know what I should do, but the popular thing is to do something else. Have you run into anything like that? Um, I think it depends who you end up being friends with or talking to a lot. If you're friends with the people in that group, you get impacted by different things. And if you find the right group of friends, that wouldn't be a problem. We're like, oh, they're doing this thing. Should I be doing that thing? You wouldn't be concerned about it because you know that they'd be okay with it. But like, you're always thinking like, there's that one person that's out there that's like, ah, should they be doing that thing though? It seems like a lot of the ways Greenfield's prepared you for high school was really more about preparing you for life. Um, and high school isn't necessarily totally life yet. I think a lot of people still are like, I want to be popular. I want to be homecoming king or queen. Like we have homecoming court. There's a whole thing for each grade level 
mainly because of how many kids there are, but that it like gives people more opportunity, but opportunity that I don't think should be as important or hyped up as it is. Right. So another popularity contest type thing. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Um, is there something that Greenfields could have done to better prepare you for conventional high school? It sounds like you're saying like overall you felt overprepared. Was there anything that you did feel underprepared or not quite ready for? The things that Greenfields didn't focus on, like we don't have homework, we don't have big tests, quizzes, exams, finals. Um, and so when it came to that week, I felt like people did know what they were doing and I wasn't one of those people. Um, or like there's a difference between quizzes and exams and stuff and like getting into like that kind of focus was a bit challenging where somebody would say like, oh, there's an exam and I think it's a quiz or like um, somebody would like miss say something like somebody would say an exam's a quiz. And so I'd go into it thinking it's a quiz because I finally adjusted to that mindset and turns out to be an exam. And so it's this whole new process that we didn't follow at Greenfields, which is what Greenfields was all about. And I did support that, but it just wasn't the way that my school worked. And so how long did it take you to figure out how to attack, to use your word, this is a new form of uh, schooling for you, um, for a new format? There was definitely like a lot of people during the first couple of weeks were transitioning. And I don't know how many other kids had my experience. Um, though I know it's not a large amount of people, like nobody from Greenfields went to um, my school with me. Um, and so nobody had the exact same experience as me, but like how many kids, um, went in with like Montessori, more like schooling. Um, cause you go into something, everybody has a bit of different schooling, but you have to adjust to whatever that school's doing. For some people that was a lot easier. And so you're wrapping up your uh, freshman year. And so to to be fully uh, transparent, this is a COVID time here. And so it is school at home uh, for everybody. Um, How has that transition gone? Um, It was rough for my school. Um, I noticed because I do have um, family members who attend Greenfields that um, everything that they had was more organized. It was under control. Everybody had the materials they needed to just bring home and they started right away. But my school didn't do anything and still necessarily isn't doing that much because there's so many kids with so many different lives out of school where you don't know if they have access to all the materials they need. And so it's a lot more difficult for my conventional school to change into like something so sudden that like you don't plan for because you're like, oh, it's not going to happen. But it does. Yeah, it's been 10, 11 weeks now. Um, there's talk of in the fall not going back. Um, how do you feel about that? Um, I didn't expect that to happen. Originally, we started with like, oh, we'll be back in like two weeks. And most of my teachers were like, oh, I'll give you this sheet. Like, you can finish it in that two weeks. It's really easy. We would have finished this tomorrow in class. But we didn't. And so all these kids had all their stuff at school and you can't go back. Like, I know a lot of people... In some of my classes, um, they were like, I left like some of my sweatshirts, a lot of my folders, pencils, like all of their stuff is still in it. And so they're trying to do locker clearouts, but not everybody's got their stuff. Nope. Yeah, crazy times, crazy times. Um, we're launching the high school program at Greenfields this coming year. Uh, 
now that you've had kind of the Greenfields experience, you've had some conventional high school experience, and you, you went from Greenfields of about 40 students right now to a high school situation of 4,000 or <laughs> yep. more. Um, so a pretty dramatic uh, change there. Uh, but what do you think we should be including in the high school program at Greenfields next year uh, to make it really powerful um, given the experiences that you've had? Students should be able to go out into the community and get to know the community. Like I've lived nearby where my high school is pretty much my whole life. And so I know my community really well, but I have friends that live 45 minutes plus away that um, take public transportation to get here. And so I know that they don't know so much about um, the neighborhood as um, other people would. And so like getting to know around your school, stuff that's happening, um, and then also learning what you want to do. Because some sometimes me and my friends will get in the conversation where it's like, oh, when I was little, like, I just wanted to be a doctor. But like, now, you know, doc, being a doctor is really expensive, so much more school, and you can easily not be good at it. Um, and so it's a lot more of like a realistic, like when you were little, you were like, oh, I could go to space one day. Whereas like now you're like, oh, that's a lot of money and that's a lot of time. And we don't have a lot of time. Well, we do. We feel like we have a lot of time. But how much time? Like, we don't know. Something could happen. You don't know what could happen. And it's just like you're trying to think about what you want to be in the future, but there's always some big block or problem and you don't necessarily know what you like to do yet like a lot of my friends they're like oh like the sport's fun but like I don't think I'd do it out of school or like um oh I enjoy painting in art class but like I don't paint at home like it's just not something that you want to do and it's really difficult to find what you want to do when you have to take four years of English uh four years of math and like all of these classes are already set for you like we picked our classes for next year and I had two blocks of open space. And one of them was already my choir elective, which I was already planning on doing next year because I had already auditioned. So audition. And so I have one choice and it had to be a history class. And all of the history classes were AP classes. Um, and so you don't have as much choice on what you're going to do until you're junior, senior. But by that time, it's a little too late. And you already have to figure out where you want to go for college. And it's like, what do I even want to do at college? All, college is like, can be like really specific in certain things. And everybody's like, oh, you should just like go to Harvard. But it's like, what are you going to do at Harvard if you don't want to do anything? Harvard? Well, it's, yeah, that whole idea of uh, just get into the best school, quote unquote, which uh, that was what how is how our high school system, like our high school system, the selective enrollment school that you mentioned earlier, it's basically college, but in high, like for seventh and eighth graders to try and get into their high school. And it was quite a stressful time as a 12 year old to like have to get really like we have to really focus on like what you're doing when you're in seventh grade to pick what you're going to be doing in two years. Like I didn't know if I was going to enjoy my choice of school. Like I got into another school, which I was really on the fence about. Um, and I'm lucky enough to be really happy with what, where I chose, but <laughs> you always think like, what if I chose that other school? Would I be happier? Like, am I just happy now, but I could be happier. Yeah. So keeping that exploration side open and get out in the community more, a chance to uh, dig in and see what you're really interested in. So when it does come come time to go to college, if that's what you choose to do, you're going to be able to pick a college based on what it can give you and how it 
fits with you rather than, so it's best fit rather than best college, whatever that might mean. Mm-hmm. Well, that's uh, definitely what we're doing. So we're looking 30 to 50% of the time being like, choose your own adventure. You can opt out of any project at any time to do your own independent project and work on your own stuff. So lots of cool stuff. But right, right now is a passion project for us just started this week, mm-hmm. uh, which is the project that we do the uh, last session of the year, every year. If uh, you were back at uh, Greenfields right now, what do you think you'd be doing for Passion Project? Um, I'd say that I haven't discovered too many more passions that I had before. I just reinforced specific ones that I knew I had. Like, I'm in the school's choir. Um, and then out of school, I have, like, I can bake at home. And I know there's clubs at the school that I could join. Um, but everything is a bit confusing with the transition and then pandemic everything's happening at once um but I think now if I was still at Greenfields I'd try and focus on where I'm going with singing because it's something that I've always loved doing and I've been singing my whole life literally um and it's just something that I would like to continue, whether it's a big thing or just a small side thing. It's just something that I always want to be there. What's homework? How has homework impacted your ability to go after some of your passions? Um, well, especially in the first couple months of school, I was on um, a sports team and that was four hours of practice every day after school, plus homework plus transportation, plus dinner, plus just random things that I need to do because it's human needs. Um, and I look back at that time and I'm still surprised on how I maintained like the grades that I did, um, which is something that you're concerned about now because it's basically what teachers, colleges, just the general school sees of you. If you don't have good grades, they're like, oh, you're not a good student, even if there's a reason behind it. Um, what's that look like from the inverse of what do you think that parents should be doing to make sure or asking or looking out for to make sure that they are giving their child the experience that they deserve? I think it always depends on the child. Like I was, I grew up in a very different experience than a lot of other kids do. Um, and so what you're focusing on, and I happen to like not have something that stops me from doing a lot of things where I know like some kids have problems with like reading or just focusing in general where I don't have to face a lot of those um, on a day-to-day basis. And so it really does depend on the kid, but I think focusing on, especially because of the statistics on what teenagers feel during their high school years, like stresses and um, feeling just generally down often, um, and anxiety. Um, I think making sure that just mentally, like mental health, that the kid is okay. They're doing fine. There isn't huge issues that may be stopping them from completing stuff that they committed to like sports, homework, school, just general things. Um, and then that they know what they want to do next. Or if there wasn't school, what they would be doing? I think that's a very big, important question that people should think about. Like, if you weren't in school, what would you be doing? Like, would you just be, like, sitting at home? Because when I'm not in school, like, I'd like to relax. But that's only because I've had school. 
So if I didn't, what would I choose to do? Yeah, I think we could do a whole nother episode on that. I think, uh, you know, what do you want to learn? Who do you want to be? How are you going to get there? Some of the most important questions. And uh, we've covered some of them in the podcast before with other guests. But those questions seldom seem to get asked in traditional school. Uh, and so it's something that we really focus on, but definitely as parents, like I definitely feel an obligation of the mental health side, making sure that my child is in a, in a good space and that, uh, life isn't becoming overwhelming for them and they're creating baggage. I think a lot of baggage that people carry with them for their whole lives is created in their youth and directly or indirectly through their schooling experience. And so focusing on that, but the, the other question is. What do you think the purpose of schooling should be? I think the purpose of schooling is off track from like where I'm in a conventional school. Um, where like you should learn basic things like your reading, writing, general math, like things that like are most likely gonna come in handy in the future. Whereas like some advanced maths, like I don't know when I'm going to need how to factor polynomials, like when am I going to use that unless I become a mathematician? And do I want to be a mathematician? No, not really. I don't like math. And so knowing what you want to do is really important and only doing the things that you need to do is really important. But all the things that we need to do have become a lot different. And so I feel like that talks some about like how it's come off track in these ways. What would, what would on track look like? I feel like on track would be you are covering your basic skills, but there's more time. That's not my 50 minute period of elective, but like where you have your time to figure out something new, like discover something more about yourself or just talk to someone, sort something out. Like our school counselors have, we have 12 for our group of 4,500 students. Um, and so each of the counselors have so many things to be doing with so many kids where it's like, how useful would it be for me to see that counselor um, if I needed it? And so just like time to talk to one of your peers or an adult or just anyone about what you're feeling or what you're going through, something you need to figure out if you have like a question that you've been struggling with or if you or just want to do something like if you want to figure out if you're really good at baking or cooking, or if you want to learn more about Shakespeare. It's just having that opportunity and that time to figure out what you want to do with your life is really valuable because I don't think a lot of people know what they want to do with their life at an age where they should figure out what to do with their life. Um, and that's something really valuable that I took from Greenfields. I had the time to figure out what I want to do, whereas my friends struggle more with like their passions, something that they want to do when they grow older, just having those options. And like our advisory groups will like, we'll take these quizzes, like, Oh, based off of like how you answer these questions, like, like, um, what jobs could you consider? Like how much do you like helping people? Do you like reading math, science? And it's like, while the jobs sound interesting, how much would I actually enjoy that in the future? Cause it can be what I enjoy now. And what I think I enjoy, because it could be forced upon you. But would you want to do that thing? Right. Stud studying science is different than being a scientist. Right. Studying law is different than being a lawyer. And it's like, how can we get those experiences when we're younger 
and uh, get those set and it's up. not only just like you're reading, you're writing, your passions. It's also like things that every adult needs to do. Taxes, bills, like all of those things we have no idea how to do until you're thrown into them. And it's like, oh, like I know all of my friends when they think about what they're doing in the future. And it's like, well, I don't have a job right now. I'm not old enough to work. I don't know my source of general income. If I'm going to go to college, do I want to go to college? What do I want to do? How am I going to pay for what I need to do? And it's just all of these things that we don't learn about and people generally avoid in high school because, you know, it's not a problem now, but it's going to be one and you're not prepared for it. Well, good stuff there. Thank you, Amelia. Of course. Yeah. Um, Thanks for being on the show today. I appreciate having you. Good luck in your endeavors and uh, take care. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe and tune in next time for a fresh new episode of Education is Life.